Hello and welcome to the Who's podcast with me, Phil. Some of us rewatch Doctor Who serials in their entirety, as a particular story can sometimes remind us of a particular point in our lives. But more often than not, it's a certain episode within that story that can trigger those memories, be they happy or sad, good or bad. So in this occasional series of audio commentaries, I invite a special guest to select a single episode of a Doctor Who story and come and chat their way through their episode of choice and the memories that it evokes. And our inaugural guest for this little uh, series of commentaries is a uh, well, it's, it's an old, a friend of the show. It's a returning guest. It's Joanne Alexander. Joanne, damn good to have you back on the pro- on the podcast again. Oh, thanks, Phil. Chuffed to bits. Oh, so looking forward. Uh, same here. Same here. It's, it's been a, it's been a long time. It's been a long time since we last had a last had a chat actually. So um, so as I say, I, I, you're you're still um, cosplaying. You're you're to your heart's content, aren't you? Oh, yes. Have you seen what I'm doing now? I'm actually doing Tom Baker. Well, not physically, obviously. He's a bit older. <laughs> Maybe a bit too much of a rattling of hips between him and I, but yes, yes. Tom Baker. I'm yes. doctor. Oh. There you go. Yes, I've seen it. it, it it's, it's absolutely amazing. Um, so where did you sort of source all the, um, the gear from? Because I'll say the jacket looks authentic. That that it's a bit of a random one. Um, I, I'm in a in a Doctor Who group over here called the Eye of Harmony. Hello, everybody, and uh, Amanda, who's in our group, um, is absolutely amazing. She finds things in charity shops, and you end up doing a Doctor Who character you never would have thought of doing. That's how I ended up actually doing the Thirteenth Doctor because she had she had found a jacket and trousers, you know, for the the woman who fell to Earth episode. Yeah. Um, and then she had this jacket. She says, would anybody like it? And I went, oh, I'll take that. She says, I think that would make a great fourth doctor. And then one of our other one of our other gang, uh, Peter, who actually does the fourth doctor, he had a spur, Lavarzi scarf. So he gave me it. And then I sort of um, hang around with another podcast group over here called Banterflix, who review movies. And I was doing their TV show on reviewing Freddy Krueger. And James, who runs it, gave me a Freddy Krueger hat and I thought well there you go I've got the hat the scarf and the jacket <laughs> oh, brilliant <laughs> yeah it was like a Terminator thing I need your boots your coat and your motorcycle or whatever it was I, I needed a hat a scarf and a coat and I had it fantastic the bit, yeah the other bits were so easy I already had his, his sonic screwdriver anyway oh yeah for any self-respecting Doctor Who fan will have the sonic screwdriver collection from character options definitely no fun. yeah yeah, yeah. So, um, so say, but Bantaflix, are you sort of like a semi-regular um, host on there, or are you just sort of dip in and out, um, as and when kind of thing? Yeah, but they call me their resident. Well, James, who who runs Bantaflix, he calls me their resident smut queen. <laughs> so, I just, I just, I'm brought in actually. I think just to talk dirty every so often. Nothing unusual there. I'm kind of well renowned for that. So, I think they basically just use me for verbal porn. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. So, so you do exactly what what it says on the tin, basically. So, <laughs> yeah, all right, smart merchant. That's what I have on my Facebook page, and it's absolutely true. Oh, but, well, yeah. I, actually, I, I can actually contest to that. So there you are. <laughs> so anyway, we are we are here to do a obviously a commentary, and it, which might end end up smutty. I've got no idea where this is going to go. So. Um, but anyway, obviously you, you've picked this uh, particular episode because it sort of triggers uh, sort of 
sort of thoughts and, and, and memories for you. So would you like to, to announce to our uh, waiting listeners the, the episode you've selected? Yes, and I know I'm going to get the title wrong because I keep getting it mixed up with um, Doctor Who. <laughs> or not Doctor Who, sorry. James Bond, flip sake. It is Doctor Who we're watching, but I keep getting it mixed up with James Bond. James Bond and Doctor so Who now, crikey. <laughs> uh, so it's... Well, hang on here, I'm going to have to actually bring it up on the screen. Yes, here we go. World Enough and Time. Because what I keep going to call it is World is Not Enough and Time. Ah, oh, right. Okay, I can see it. I, I can see the confusion. Yeah, why not? Why not? But uh... yeah, I was trying to scroll through my phone, but I actually couldn't talk and scroll at the same time. Uh, <laughs> I just brought it up. Yeah, so it's Series 10, Episode 11. An absolutely fucking outstanding episode. It with is. the Missy. Oh, I love Missy. I know. So exactly. So this is this is a, a big Missy um, episode. This one. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this because uh, we we're both saying before we started recording, it's it's been a quite a while since we've watched this one. Yeah, I think I haven't watched it since it was on, and I always went. I always meant to go back and watch that particular series because I love Bill. I thought Bill was a fantastic companion, much much better than Clara. I just she really got on my tits. I couldn't be doing with her at all, as we say over here. So I thought Bill was such a refreshing character, even though it looked like she was going to be a bit rubbish in the, some of the promos that were going on beforehand. Yeah. Uh, but she just she just ran from, the, from episode one. And by the time we get to here, and you know that Capaldi's leaving and she's not going to be in the next series, it makes it even sadder. It's kind of poignant. Everything that they do together, you know that that's, that's the last time maybe these actors are going to be on screen in these characters. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree because Bill was, along with um, Donna Noble, is my favourite companion of, you know, since Doctor Who was resurrected. Um, I, I absolutely bloody adore Bill. I really do. And I, and I wish she'd had carried over into mm. Jodie Whittaker's era as well. Um, I think that w- that would have been quite interesting. So, um, yeah, it's so. Uh, this is a very good episode because this, is, it, as well as being a a Missy episode, this is a a, um, a big Bill episode as well. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so I'm, I'm, yeah, really looking forward to this one. So Arnoldo, yes, oh Arnoldo as well, of course, yes, yes. I keep forgetting about Arnoldo actually, but um, yeah. Oh well, so should we get cracking then? Okay, count me in, baby. Let's go. Let's let's do it then. So, if you want to uh, watch along at home, everybody, um, please feel free. So, we're, we're going to count in with a count with a count of five, then play. So, let's go um, or a countdown of five, I should say. So, let's do it then. So, that's five, four, three, two, one, and play. Oh, we're opening up here on an ACC skip. We are indeed, and the subtitle says "warp." Yes, that worried me. Is that like fab? Uh, kind of, yeah. I think that's meant to be the uh, the, the sound of the uh, the TARDIS, isn't it? Warp. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, Capaldi, or should I say, the Doctor has appeared and uh, is lighting up like a Duracell bunny in the snow. Looks I... a maybe hungover. He does a little bit, doesn't he? But do you know what? I, I was sort of like seeing this again. Makes me. I wish Capaldi hadn't had left. Really, I absolutely loved his Doctor. I really did. And I think as well with Bill, it really showed you what he could have been all from start. Oh, he's shouting no an awful lot. Apparently, what the last subtitle here of no is a big no. It's it like, is, no. Yeah. no, 
yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah, so there we go. So, what do you think to these these um these titles? Actually, I know I know we got the sound turned down for for the theme tune because it was this was never my favourite iteration of the theme tune. I thought it always sounded a bit a bit weedy, if you see what I mean. Did oh, well, I think it's hard to beat the original. Yeah, really, isn't it? Yeah. But that's do you know what that's just one of the one of the things I do like about Jodie Whittaker's era because it does rely heavily on the original. So I think Sega Naka, yeah, I think Se- Sega Nakanola's take on the theme tune I really like actually. I'm really glad you said that name because I didn't. Oh, here we go. Here's spaceship. Here we go. The ten year long yep. spaceship. <laughs> you no, know, imagine being on something that time is different from the top because you're you're reversing towards a, a black hole or it's something along those lines. It's, so time is time really is different from top to bottom. Yeah, it's a bit like hitched for a night, isn't it? It is really, isn't it? <laughs> and oh, I just. I guess I actually never noticed before. Whenever you go to each porthole, you get a different view. Yeah, of each level. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's really. I, I love this concept. I really do. Right. I never. I don't remember that at all. Oh, and there we go. There's the black hole. There we go. Yeah. Quite well realised as well on a BBC budget. I hasten to add. It's not bad. Not none of the pl- sticky back plastic that they used to have before. Well, I seem to remember. I think it was on. A, I think it must have been a, a Tom Baker one. It really, it really, the black hole um, effect they used was really just um, someone stirring some water around, and they superimposed it on um, on like a star field. I suppose for its day, it was it was it was okay. But we compare it to something like something like that. Yeah, it doesn't really. Uh... Oh, here we go, Missy. Oh, hello. I'm Doctor Who. Ah! <laughs> Look at those cheekbones. And these are my plucky assistants, thing one and the other one. She's <laughs> <laughs> just glorious. And do you notice that she's in her old outfit, actually, in this? Look at that wink. I know. And is of it, course. Is that, is that, is that the, the, uh, the, the Prince T-shirt, isn't it? The, what, what, Prince as in singer? That as used to be singer. Prince? Or... That used to be Prince, yes. <laughs> well, she's... She, um... But the T-shirt, I'm confused now. <laughs> no, Bill's T-shirt, I think that's the, that's the print. Because I think when, when she when she did that little, that little promo video um, um, to introduce her character with Capaldi, it was, everyone assumed she was from the 1980s because she was wearing like a faded denim jacket and a Prince T-shirt. I forgot all about that. Yeah. I got, I got, oh, look. Oh, sorry. I just noticed her marrying. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's just... Her, her hair is different. I have to go on about Missy's costume because that was her original costume with a different cravat and the hat was different or the hair was different too. And, and as was the hat that only appears very briefly when she comes out of the, the TARDIS. Yeah, because her hair, so the, I think it got a bit sort of madder as, as it went on, really. So a bit more unkempt. Yes, it did. But I mean, she's just, Michelle Gomez is absolutely glorious. She To me, she was the epitome of the master. I just thought she was absolutely fantastic. Um, she just took it and made it her own. Every master has been good. I, I think it's hard to criticise them, but she's particularly, she's just magnificent. She embodies madness. Yeah, oh. she does. Yeah, I, I cannot I cannot disagree. I think it took um, people a long time to get used to her. I think, it was, cause I think this was sort of like the trial thing for, okay, we'll, we'll turn the master's now woman, and I think this is a trial run for the doctor to be a woman. Um, and I, th- I think with, with Missy, it, it really worked, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, really worked. 
Oh, I see they're either setting up the time or sorry, the storyline here for going down deep into the uh, into the ship. Now there's there's the mention there about genders, about humans being obsessed with genders. Hurry my stallion and if I'm in the shower. What? Just bring, Just bring some me some on toast. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's their idea of flirting like a human. <laughs> no, I actually thought that the the subtitles is going a wee bit mad there for a minute. <laughs> well, you never and know. Actually, yeah, Missy also had uh, very modern uh, iPod, earpod things in at that point too as well. Oh yeah, I can see that there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wonder how much rattling she's getting her in her earbud because uh, the doctor's eating crisps all the way through this. Oh god, could you imagine the noise? Good God. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, she's pulling shakes and, now. <laughs> yeah. She's dabbing or whatever these young people do. Oh, exactly. The the youth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm way past, past the point of dabbing. I really... <laughs> if, I, if I did that, it would look like a Hitler salute. And I get worried about getting... <laughs> I try not to do anything like that. <laughs> and there's poor Nardole. Or Nord- I can never pronounce it. Is it Nardal or Noodle or what the? Well, the way Capaldi Nord- says it is it Nardal. Nardal, that's right. Yeah. Which I quite Look like those- actually. Yeah. I just want to come off with uh, ra- random things about Missy's costume every so often. I do, I do apologise for that, but it's just so glorious the way they tweaked her and and still made it her. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, because this I, is I, her foray sorry, sorry. away from the. I was just going to say, remember she was on the piano for a lot? Oh, we've got, sorry, we've got a blue guy who's just come into the room. Yeah. Now, I, I can't, the, the blue guy, I can't remember the actor's name, um, but he played um, Kenny Everett in a BBC4 docudrama about his life. Right. And he was he was brilliant. He was absolutely brilliant. Um, it basically went from his days of joining on pirate radio, going through Radio 1, getting the sack many times, um, getting married, discovering he was gay, coming out to the press. Um, you know, it, it was he was utterly brilliant in it. And I, it hasn't been repeated, unfortunately. I don't know if it... Yeah, well, I... yeah it might be on the iPlayer. Um, but he's he's really got... I think he helped write it as well. Um, but he, he was utterly brilliant in it. So if you... Um, if you if you can find it, I, I do recommend you watch it. Um, I must do. Oh, apparently there's some lifts coming up. The fear is that there's somebody human. Yeah. So whatever it is, these lifts only comes up when it's when there's humans involved. So if you paint yourself blue, you obviously must be all right. So I'm thinking maybe this guy's actually a cosplayer who has got stuck somewhere. What for? For he's a a, um, a cosplayer for the Blue Man Group. Yeah, definitely. That's it. There we are. Correct it. Oh, here we go. Something, something's about to come out of the lifts. Uh, yeah, I, th- I, 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 oh, I'm, yeah. I'm waiting for this bit. That looks like a lawgiver. That gun, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It's a wee bit like the Stallone one. It is. Now isn't you it? imagine. That's what it looks like. Look at look at Missy just looking sexy in a chair. <laughs> I would. Is it wrong that I would do me? That's, that's, <laughs> that's the next episode. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that, believe you, that made me laugh so much whenever the master and the missy got together that time. <laughs> but there, there's an awful lot of talking going on here, and a, oh. and a gunshot. Oh, or Bill! Some... Gunshot. Oh. This, this really shocked me at the time when I first watched this. I couldn't believe it. Oh. Oh, oh hell! Not looking good. 
why I've forgotten about this. Uh, this guy has had an accident just discharge and blown a big fucking massive hole in the middle of Bill. Oh. You blew. And now a flashback. Yeah, well, you'd hope so. But Bill looking resplendent in another outfit. So is Capaldi, oh. actually. <laughs> Stuff was great. Yeah, I love this bit where he asked her, you know, are you enjoying your bacon sandwich? Because he had accused Missy of being a murderer. And he said, well, look, you're eating bacon. Exactly. So that doesn't make you any better. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot, actually, that Bill worked at the canteen. So did I, actually. I could totally forgot about that. So I, I love that uh, coat of Capaldi's as well. Oh, yes, it was beautiful. Yeah. Got a fraying going on there. It's a bit, it's a bit disheveled looking. Like, like everything with Capaldi was, it was always like, it was just thrown together, whereas Jodie's really quite polished looking all the way through the episodes. I know. It's, it, it, it's sort of like Capaldi's sort of quite smart. And then he sort of mixed it up with the hoodies, the T-shirts, like the holy jumper. Um, but then it's sort of the, even sort of like the coats and his shirts didn't look that that well kept anymore. So like, like here, he's got the cuffs open. He's got no um, sort of, um, sort of um, studs in. Told the cars, yeah, everything's it, just sort of hanging loose, isn't it? The, you know, so that coat's looking frayed and worn, and it is. And the shirt looks like he's maybe got it from a charity shop. Yeah, somebody. In fact, even it looks a bit frayed as well. It does, doesn't oh, it? Oh, the go. collar. Yeah. He's mentioned about Missy. She's the only one that's ever remotely like me. Uh they had a very complicated relationship, really. The master and the doctor. I mean, everyone has a homicidal maniac for a friend somewhere. I know I've had in the past. I know um, it's. I, I, I think. It, I think this is this story brings that to a head, though, doesn't it? Between the, the the doctor and the master, or Missy, really. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely always felt different because Missy was female, yeah, and obviously male. So there was always suddenly there was a wee bit of sexual tension, and Missy does admit that she had a man crush on the doctor at some point. Whenever they were, were both males going through the academy. Yeah, the doctor just said it right there, actually, on the uh, on the subtitles. Oh, yeah, there you go. So what, what's quite nice is he's having a conversation about <clears throat> excuse me, gender, gender identity yeah. with Bill, who is gay. Which and what I loved about bringing Bill in as a gay character into Doctor Who was it wasn't it wasn't done for PC purposes, as some people have complained about. It simply was just part of the character. It was big deal. She's gay, as as it should be with society anyway. We're still hung up on what somebody's sexuality is and how it defines them. I know, I know. It, it's it, unfortunately, Doctor Who fans do do tend to let themselves down when it comes to this kind of thing because they they can't get sort of past someone's sort of sexuality or or, or colour, you know, yeah. or, you know, or, or gender even. You know, it, it's yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Well, it's not everybody. I'm not. I'm not. You know. Um, Maybe come across a bit of a sweeping generalisation there, but I do think there is a, a subsection of fans who are extremely vocal um, about that and sort of drag the rest of us down with it, um, which I, I think I is unfair. Yeah, I don't understand it at all. Somebody's sexuality doesn't doesn't define who they are. No, no, it doesn't. It really, it, it just happens to be whatever whatever you are, and it doesn't matter. So I love that they had that conversation actually. With with Bill, yeah, because it's as well that that the Time Lords are higher again. That it's it's frippery to them. It's it's big deal. Why are you even obsessed about it? Exactly. What is it with you? Uh huh. 
Yeah, they do make it so, out, and, and it's quite true, actually. It is a um, a human characteristic that they get so hung up about it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's absolutely spot on. Yeah, and that we haven't really improved much. We've actually possibly gone back and... Back in some ways. Uh, yeah, the last I think the last couple of years we definitely have as a as a as a as a race. I think we, you know, um seem to be becoming more right wing again. I thought we'd learn our lesson from from that, but uh unfortunately Goodness. not. I oh, know. Yeah. No. America, dear love you. But yes, poor Bill is now lying dying on a ship and Missy doesn't really look particularly bothered by it. She doesn't. Now this oh. is oh. Oh, yes, I cannot stand hospital things. I love this episode, but cannot be doing with the hospital stuff. Uh, very sad because I've been in and out of hospital a lot through my life. Yeah, and have shuffled through a corridor <laughs> with one of those those drip bags that it just freaked me. And the, and it, the episode, I think that's why it stayed with me so much, was because because it was hospitals and it was pain and it was drugs and it was the fear of. Going somewhere that, well, you didn't know what we were going to come back again, but they're taking her away to repair her. Exactly. I think and... that, I think you you sort of, you're onto something there actually because there is that thing about hospitals. Once they sort of, if you're there with a loved one and they they will them away to the operating theatre, um, you've no longer got how can I put it, not sort of like control of the situation, but you, there's nothing you can do at that point. You're you're totally helpless. You know, yeah, and, and, totally. and, that, and your loved one's life really is in someone else's hands at that point. And Capaldi messages her, or puts a subliminal message to her, wait for me. Yeah. That's very, we, we know that that's important through the two episodes. Look at Missy with her sonic. Sonic her umbrella. Sonic, uh, <laughs> <laughs> she could just stick that right up his arse and it would do as much damage as it would. <laughs> Now, going, going, so going back to what you said about the about the the, sort of the hospital thing, I think that the um, last time I was in, sort of there in a hospital, seeing waving someone goodbye to a, to a um, for an operation was was my son, um, oh. because they they were my, my twins were born prematurely, um, and one one of the things that can happen with with premature babies they end up with umbilical hernias, so. Ooh. Oh, nasty. So, yeah, so both of them had one. Amelia's went down, but Scott's didn't. It just got bigger and bigger. Um, so they had to, that's why he was about two years old before they could operate on him. So, um, but basically it was that thing. We, we went up to the theatre with him. So we all walk up with him and they put the, like the cannula, um, in his hand. And then they're sort of, there's their sort of like doing, doing the anaesthetic. He let out this, he got, you could see him getting all sleepy and he let this little, little tired, little yawn. And that was it. He was out. And they said, right, I'll, okay, I'll kiss him goodbye. And it felt it felt so final. It was it was really yeah. it was quite so so sort of bit, it was heartbreaking actually because he let his little little, right. little 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 boy yawn, um, and then and he was out and off he went to theatre. So um, yeah, so it's yeah I know I know what you mean. It's it's, it's that just sort of waving goodbye to someone. They they disappear and that's it. They've gone. Oh, here's Bill. Yeah. Back with Bill again. Oh dear. There was a bit of a talk there about black holes i think from from the gang yeah with the, uh, the time dilation Fortnite. wasn't it yeah. yeah oh now imagine waking well, up look, to that <laughs> i would probably think that i've gone back to world war ii and been kidnapped by the nazis or something exactly <laughs> he looks like look like goebbels or something he does doesn't he yeah. oh, that's not much of an operating theater either is it really <laughs> no uh 
it's it's a bit haphazard. It's probably National Health Service after COVID. It's got to be, isn't it? Yeah. In yeah. fact, see those hours, those hours that are showing up and up on the billboard there. I, I would suggest that those are probably the length of waiting time. Where <laughs> 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 you, you even get a triage? I mean, look at that hospital. That is just so 1950s and horrible. It is, isn't it? Oh. Oh, here we go. There's the bastard himself. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, what a surprise. I mean, I don't want to say anything too soon in case anybody hasn't seen it yet, but keep an eye on that motherfucker because he's knocking <laughs> your socks off. <laughs> now, there's the worst pacemaker ever fitted as is on Bill right now. I know, I know. I think this 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 story is um, almost like sort of t- t- sort of riffing on um, a big the big finish story spare parts, um, which is basically about like the birth of the Cybermen. Um, the fifth Doctor goes to um, Mondas. He doesn't realise it's Mondas, um, and it's in the very early stages of the Mondasans becoming Cybermen. And it's a, it's a, if you've never listened to it, it's an utterly fantastic story. Um, it, it really is. Um, but everything's really sort of run down and, and like this, basically. So I know this is meant to be like people from Ondas escaping on this ship. And basically they just sort of carried, whatever they, how they described it in spare parts, they bought it into this story. And it's almost like that story being realised to a certain extent. Oh, I seen reference to that earlier. I had a quick nosy online just to say about doing a wee bit of... Research, but I didn't want to read too much in case it spoiled the storyline for me. Yeah, no, and it's it's, yeah, it's brilliant. I really recommend you listen to it. It's really good. The conversion theatre, Jesus conversion Christ. That, uh, of course, now <laughs> there's an awful lot of a lot of conversion places. So there are for interesting enough a gay character. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just thinking of a gay conversion. Yeah, oh, do you know, I never a... thought about that that way before. Just thought, mm, I, I've I've no doubt they didn't mean it that way, but it just would make you. Was there anything? And then <laughs> in and out. <laughs> Good God. Yeah, she. So, so, uh... so does her? So Bill walking around with that with the drip? Does that sort of? Does yeah. that sort of take take you back somewhat? It it does a tad. Whenever I see all these people with their various bandages and things like that. I mean, I'd gone in for a couple of hip, hip operations, eventually a hip replacement, but in the early days it was it was scary because I'd never ever been in a hospital before and I was young when it happened. Yeah. And uh, the drugs and the, the feeling of pain. Uh, there's a bit now, I don't think it's in this bit just yet, where the sound goes up and all they're saying is pain. Oh no, it's, it's, it's up so now actually. Yeah, it is up is now. It, uh, yeah. Oh, because because having this on the um, subtext, I just wasn't sure, and it's just horrific. I'll give you I'll give you a very sad story. When I broke my hip, I was off a horse. Oh right. And uh, yeah, and I had been picked up in a car instead of an ambulance and taken to the hospital. They couldn't get me out of the car oh. because I was so much excruciating pain. So they give me oxygen that they would give women whenever they're going into labour. Hmm. And I put the mask on my mouth and I could hear myself screaming my head. Oh, my God. <laughs> For some reason, this bit here takes me back to it. And I don't know why. But it's just the fact that these people are in extreme pain and nobody can tell what... Nobody else appreciates how much agony that they're in. And it's it's just the um, it's just the medication, keeping them slightly sedated. 
but I mean, it hasn't taken away their pain. It's still there, but it's slightly disjointed. I mean, that tapping away, saying that you're in agony is just, I thought it was stunningly brilliant and it's such a surprise actually whenever you see it. I actually wish I had the sound up because it, it would be more impactful me, for me at this time. But Yeah, I, I, know, I, do, I know what you mean because I, I think that the, the, the way they treat his pain is to turn the volume down on the speaker. Yes. And that is so callous. It yeah, really is. It is. It's It's just, they don't care. They really don't care. And I think everybody worries that they're going to go in to somewhere where they're going to ignore them. They're yeah. not going to look after them. Like old people's homes or something, you know, you read about these things that where they go in and nobody looks after them and they're left in their rooms and they're complaining and the relatives are saying, look, they're in agony and nobody, nobody will take heed of what they're being told. But it was such a such a clever thing to do. And dear love them, they all look like they're trussed up like sausages as well. I know. Exactly. This one's saying, kill me now. It's it's yeah. it's terrible. It's absolutely dreadful. I mean, what must be going through Bill's head? Meanwhile, she's thinking that, that the doctor's going to rescue her. I know. That's, that's course, all she's banking on, isn't it? For the doctor to come and yeah. get her. Because the doc and, and you think as well that the doctor's going to rescue you. It, when she looks out that window, it reminds me of uh, 1984. Yes. It's got that sort of George Orwellian type look about it. Oh, look at that. He's just reaching forward for her. Mr. Razor. Mr. Razor. I kept on. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he, looks, he looks so harmless and a bit manky and a bit rat-like. And you think... Uh, He's really gonna look out for Bill, and be great for her. The funny thing is, uh, he, 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 I know it's all a, a, a pretense, but he kind of does in it in a strange way, doesn't he? Yes, does it? Yeah, that that's I think that's maybe why his. Um, I'm going to spoil the story early on. His betrayal becomes is such a shock. Yeah, because it's like he had taken her out of that and rescued her before she could go through the full conversion process. It's, and he hides her away. Yeah, exactly. It's it's kind of he sort of strings her along because he knows that the it's going to take X amount of time for the doctor to reach that level because he knows the doctor's going to come mm. for her, and he's timing it exactly to so the time the doctor arrives. She's been converted, and it's going to break his heart, basically. Yeah, I think. Th do you know what? I th I think this is the master of probably his most callous. John Sims was. An atrociously bad master, as in evil. Yeah. I think of them all, he was the one that didn't have any empathy. Didn't really... His humour was scary. Yeah. There wasn't anything likeable about him. He, but, he was so different from Missy. Missy suddenly had humanity that, that he didn't. I mean, in this series as well, she starts to get her humanity back again. And she cries about some of the things that she had actually done. Mm, right. I do wonder, was it real tears? Uh, or was it just crocodile ones? But there is something going on with her, even if she's denied it herself. Whereas in this incarna incarnation of the master, he's pure, mad and pure evil. There's no... He's a sociopath at its most raw. It is. It, it's hard to like him. It, it, but he was just... He was fantastic as the master. As a... As a foe against Tennant, they just, they, I don't know, there's just something about him that you couldn't have made him any better at that time than he was. He was perfect for, for Tennant. 
Yeah, I think they just wanted to sort of take because because Tenant's Doctor was sort of rather I thought not manic but energetic, wasn't he? He was a very sort of very energetic kind of kind of character, and they wanted to have that similar kind of thing with the Master um, because you know when it kicked off with with Pertwee, you had like the Sherlock Holmes and Moriarty aspect to it. That's, mm-hmm. that's how they wanted it, and I think they wanted that similar kind of thing again. The, the you know yin and yang. Uh, well, well, I think we're um, Tenant's Doctor w- was energetic, and you had um, Sims Master was just off the scale. He, he, was, oh, he, he was. was. He was like a. He was like a like a Caffrey wheel spinning around all the time, wasn't he? Yeah, the sound of the drums. Yeah, that's that's what got him going every time was the drums. And there's poor Bill stuck with the Master. I hate to say this, but when I watched it, I had no idea that that was John Sims. I don't think they even advertised that he was was going to be starring no, on it. No, do you know Start what they did? They did. They they um. Do you remember the BBC ruined it? Um, they did oh, a yeah. yeah. They did a series trailer, which right at the end of it had John Sim in it, so everybody knew the Master was back. Ah, oh, bastards! Well, I didn't oh, even no. recognise him. I, I didn't. I didn't recognise. So <laughs> I was that naive at times. So whenever he eventually appears. I was incredibly shocked. I try not to watch trailers and things because I don't want to. I don't want to because of things that can be spoiled and it's just an awful pity whenever that happens. But I got the full holy shit moment whenever it whenever it happened. I think do you know what I think during Moffat's era that the BBC had a, a really bad track record of not spoiling stuff. If it wasn't things like this, you had um remember that they accidentally leaked um, raw footage, I think, from um, he's uh, Capaldi's. I think it was from Series Nine. It leaked online in its in its raw format. I think scripts got leaked as well. Um, oh, good grief! Yeah, they, they they had a really bad run of luck. Um, and and then to cap it cap it all right at the very end, they couldn't even keep John Simmer secrets. <laughs> oh, that's bad. I just wondered, did Capaldi draw a cock there on the screen? <laughs> I'd expect Missy to do that. <laughs> yeah, I know. She secretly goes over and does a wee spurt and everything. From her. <laughs> Little so hairs, hairs so on the bollocks as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. So Bill, she's watching Capaldi from whatever how many years it is in the future or behind. Behind, it's in the past, isn't it? Yeah. In the past, yeah. yeah. Watching him draw. So she has. I said, watch him draw a cock in the past. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, there we go. There's so she's now Bill has got a job. Now working for the hospital. Yeah, taking all some nurse ratchet, it seems. Yeah, oh my gosh, that's a big woman. <laughs> this is your oh, so her heart's been replaced. And it'll stop working once she goes outside. It's a bit like those things that they put in dogs, you know, those collars oh, with the electric fences right. Only for only this time it's her heart. So I wonder how Razor was able to sell it to the nurse. I have this person and she could do a wee bit of work as well. Where did she come from? Yeah. Now, this is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, never explained that bit, but you just sort of imagine he's he just got I, I think I think you're supposed to assume come the end that the master's been running the show, really. He's been manipulating everybody. Yeah, he, he and they has. just don't know it. Yeah. No. And there they are, sitting together, like wee buddies. Bill even looks happy at that point, sitting drinking her coffee. And Capaldi's back to drawing cocks on a board again. 
The ironic thing there is that he's using the sonic screwdriver. He's got like a um, a, 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 a pen attached yes. on, on the inside. The thing is, though, character options did actually do that with the um, with the tenth Doctor's sonic screwdriver. The first one they did, it come with two ends to it. So one had, if you took the black cap off the end, it had um, a biro nib on the end of it, and then you could swap it over for another one. And you could write secret messages on this pad. So when you lit the sonic screwdriver, it's like an ultraviolet thing. So when so you wrote these sort of um, messages using this invisible pen thing, and then you shone the sonic screwdriver, and you could see what your message was. Ah, oh, flip! No, I never didn't remember seeing that. Yeah, this it's, it was one one back in the early days when Tenant took, was took over. I don't think they've changed it now. They don't have the the, the pen option any longer. The show really it was quite it was quite fun for kids so they could just sort of write secret messages and use the sonic screwdriver to show them. It was yeah, you know, I thought it was pretty cool. You could just write bollocks and everything. I did actually. Does <laughs> <laughs> that not surprise me? <laughs> what was Bill doing there? Was she trying to get out the window? Was she thinking about getting out the window and then her, her heart rate went up? Yeah, I think that she sort of subliminally the doctor told her to wait there actually. Yeah. So yeah. But you have no idea what's going on at this part. It's quite clever the way it, it flips from Bill back up again to the top of the ship or the bottom of the ship, wherever it is. Yeah. Um, oh, here we go. That's that's oh, a, per, yep. per, a pertwee bit of Venetian, Venusian yeah. Aikido there. Bit of yaki da stuff. <laughs> now, what I like about this is the fact it, it doesn't rush anything at all. Um, no. It, it takes its time and until you get that reveal uh, or two reveals at the end really don't you um it kind of, in a funny way it kind of reminds me of, of um utopia with Derek Jacobi because you get that big reveal that he's the master at, you know at yes. the very end it's and it's a very very I'm not saying this this is a slight story because I think there's a lot going on here but utopia is a very very slight story and it's all there just to build up to that moment and I think it's one of the best, like this, it's one of the best episodes of Doctor Who. I mean, this is in a, this is in a, a different league altogether, this one. Oh, look at that. Oh, they're, they're asking to be killed again. That is just horrific. Even the way the face masks are done and the tubes, how's that feeding them? You know, what, what, what function do the tubes use? Are they to breathe? Are they to feed? It does, it, you're never really sure. It's just, it's just, it's just an existence, isn't it? At that point, it is. Yeah. Just, it's like it's imagine. It's almost like what you would think hell would be like. I don't know. Have you ever seen a film called Jacob's Ladder? Yes, I have. Yeah, oh. a long time ago, but yeah. Yeah, me too. It was on TV, uh, and it was really disturbing, really disturbing, and it it had that sort of surrealness as well with hospitals and demons and blood and guts, uh, and this it sort of it reminded me of this a wee bit. So this is when the this is about the settlers now we're out and everybody just looks done and exactly. ill. So and this this, like this, is, this is what makes me uh, reminds me of spare parts again because the, this is exactly what it evokes. This this is constant because even in that as well, um, without giving too much away, that the the city they're in is kind of under a dome anyway because it's too poisonous to go outside. It's kind of like this. They're, they're sort of you've got a city, but it's contained inside something. You know, and look at everything's run down and, and wet and dank and grey and you know it's it's again they're just existing, aren't they? Yeah. So everybody that lives there, they're all queuing up to get converted because they think it's the cure. Yeah. That's what it is. It's it's 
it's just making everybody the same. They're all the same. They're just killing machines. Yeah. But it's... I actually wonder, was the idea to start off with? And it makes you wonder, was it a humanitarian thing to start off with? Before think, it became, yeah, this. I think I think that's what it was meant to be, sort of like you know, because the, the, the race was, if I'm th- thinking back to how it started with the Mond- Mondasian people, it was sort of like yeah, they were dying as a race, so they, they would find different ways to keep themselves alive um, with like bits of plastic and and metal and things like that. So, um, yeah, so then it sort of just became okay. This this is the only way, so you get fully converted to become fit and strong again. So all, all your but all your limbs get replaced and all your internal organs are replaced and it's quite a terrifying prospect really isn't it I think that that's your only option it yeah it's a bit like the daleks really as well oh god Once yeah again, yeah yeah they it's quite similar it was to make them strong and now poor bill she thinks her only her only option is to go back to the hospital again because she can't go too far away yeah. or her heart stops that is that sort of gives her a, a weird boob thing out the front, doesn't it? That <laughs> it box. does actually, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, that's one hell of an outset of implants. Only they're square, totally wrong. <laughs> so it's been ten minutes up up where the TARDIS is, and then years d- downstairs. And I see our three heroes. Hard to believe that Missy's a hero in this one. Oh no. Are coming down to see them. Oh, so dear. So you really do think all the way through it that there's a good possibility that Bill is going to be rescued and that Razor is going to be maybe somebody that travels with them. Who knows? Hard to say at this time. But you don't get the feeling until later on that he's a total bastard. Yeah, I know. That's what what I love about it because they keep you guessing right up to the very end, which I love. I really do love. Yeah. It's so, so clever. Oh, look at that. Bill's hugging him now. Mate, you're a complete fucking cunt. You really are. <laughs> He's the type that takes you out on a date and you think you're having a really nice time and then doesn't phone you the next day. He, he, he's the sort of person that would ghost you. Uh, yes, he is. He's a ghoster. Oh, look at yeah. that. Well, you hug me. It hurts my heart. You absolute fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, apparently it's his che- our chest unit that... <laughs> I thought he was being sweet there for a minute. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Bill's wondering. Yeah, your boobs are not right, Bill. They, no. That's a worst, the worst <laughs> chest job yet. And meanwhile, I wonder how long it takes them then to get down to that floor. Because, I mean, when you think about it, Missy, the doctor, and Nardle would probably operate differently in time anyway. They're, you know, when it comes to getting older. Because there was an episode where, where the doctor gets stuck on this planet. Do you remember the sort of like the Halloween-y type thing? It was quite scary. And he gets oh. stuck somewhere for, for thousands of years and he realised the only, re- only reason why he knows it's been as long is because of the way the stars move. That's right, yeah. Oh, God. Um, yeah, that, that is a... that is a Again, I think that's that's another really good... Um, another really good episode as well, actually, because, um, again, you sort of... You feel a bit to wonder where, where the hell is this going, basically? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's the same Everybody. with this as well yeah i i love the way actually that they've given razor a mask to make it look like he's a burglar he, he all he needs is a wee sort of swag bag swag bag yeah. <laughs> yeah a superhero type mask on what's he up to now 
There's patients scattered all around. Well, that's the Bio Health Service, and, and isn't it? Really, a little bit more cybermanny now as well. Yeah, starting to get, starting to get for, uh, starting to get. Oh, oh, here we go. At bastards, let her in. She's going to be converted. Do you know? It's quite interesting that their patients are also, are also um, helping too. You know, I, I know. <laughs> not only being converted, but they're actually they're actually having to pay for it by working. Oh dear! Even the way they get people to have the operation, they have to deceive them. Mm-hmm. Oh, we dear. don't want screaming at me in part of the hospital. Oh, good grief! I just see when does he re- when does he reveal? He's not got. They're going to upgrade her. Well, I mean, that's just that's that's not really an upgrade. That's a dismantling. It is, isn't it? Oh dear. Yeah. I think I mean, what I love what? about this this particular type of Simon as well is it's just they don't talk their mouths just open and sound comes out and i always thought that was spectacularly creepy yeah this this bit here that they put on their heads actually always reminds me of some sort of device that they put in toilets for people when they're elderly or unsteady on their feet just to get up again oh <laughs> you just screwed the wall, <laughs> <isn't it>? yeah. <laughs> so they're actually putting one on her head <laughs> now, here's our intrepid gang of the three heroes in another part of the ship here we go. Right, what's what's to, he asking Missy to do here? Oh, asking her to interrogate the computer. Oh, apparently oh, she's, she's evil. Yeah. <laughs> yes. so this is true. Is there anything wrong with that? Oh, oh she's. But she's. Look at that. Oh, here we go. Oh, oh this is a wee bit I was waiting for. It. Let's play Master and Missy. Mister <laughs> 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 used to sing. Hello, ordinary person. <laughs> Please maintain a minimum separation oh God, of three feet. Oh, God, it's like it's COVID. <laughs> I was just going to say that it's just six feet now, so uh, it must have been that they must have had it under control a wee bit more. Must have done. Oh, dear. Uh, so so he knows that he's going to... He's going to be... Of course, the, he's... Actually, yeah, yeah, that's he's why he's there. He knows. He's already, he's, this already happens, isn't it? Yeah. Uh-huh. It took me a while to work out who you were. And even at this, they're still dragging this bit out. Again, I still have absolutely no idea who this person was. None at all. So they're, oh, by now, Noodle and Capaldi are actually in the hospital looking yeah. for Bill. Oh, dear. And, gonna, of course. They're going to find her, aren't they? Oh. Yeah. To us, it seems that it's it's only been a matter of seconds. But how many years has Bill been converted? That's the question that you're not really sure about at this time. Well, you even don't even know at this point. Well, no, exactly. Yeah, there's still some sort the of uh, half yeah. half converted people sitting around. Well, are they, are, they, are they actually alive or dead at this point? They're just all kind of sitting there, aren't they? Yes. Oh, there we go. Here's there the master go. and Missy again. She assumed this ship was from Earth, full of squishable little humans, but it's not from <laughs> Earth. <laughs> <laughs> So she doesn't actually remember. She doesn't remember actually this moment in time. Of course, then she wouldn't for her. It's the first time. It's the first time, yeah. Yeah. And then, by now, then, I suppose anybody with a good understanding of Doctor Who will have realised what the planet is that they're referring to, the fact that it's green and it looks quite like Earth. Yep. The Earth's twin planet. So yeah. I... I, I, I Love this. I love the fact that they, I think this was, I think, purely down to Capaldi's suggestion. He wanted Mondasian Cyber, or the original Mondasian Cyber. Yeah. 
because I read an interview with him actually in Doctor Who magazine over lockdown. I bought a whole pile of old Doctor Who magazines, mm. and it, he says I would really love an episode with an Amandasian Superman or Superman <laughs> Cyberman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and this is the big reveal moment. We think that he's going to have a have his first run in with a proper Mondasian Cyberman, and he looks up, and he looks up. Oh, and of course we're we back go. to Mondas. yes. There we go. It is Mondas. Look at that. This ship is from Mondas, Missy says. Noodle, he's thinking, oh shit, clanking footsteps. It's just beautifully described in the subtitles. And it looks. Think, I think. Do you know what? I think I know the sort of the costume is is like an updated version of the one for the nineteen sixties. But I prefer that to the the Iron Man look they've given the Cybermen yeah. now. I I love that whole. It looks homemade, doesn't it? Really, it does. You know, I I, I really love it. It's great. Yeah, I thought it was. It was a beautiful redesign. You know, yeah. it was. It was be- You know, it had the love of the old characters. So. She still hasn't worked out yet that she's talking to herself. herself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hang on. Something's a long time ago. And here we go. Back down to the operating theatre again. And the doctor said, well, you're brand new and fresh out of the factory. Even Noodle says. Does look oh, a bit ready, yeah. <laughs> where is Bill Potts? Doctor. That sounds more like Daleks, really, doesn't it? <laughs> It's a shame we got the sound turned out. You got Nick Briggs doing doing his brilliant um, original Cyberman voice. Oh, Missy's threatening herself. She's actually going to make herself into soup. You would never be so self-destructive. So what? She says. Here we go. She still has still has registered with her. Uh, the doctor's terrified here. He's just looking yeah. for Bill Potts. We're not going to hurt you. Oh, just... Asking her to find Bill Potts, and we're back to the other ones again. Because of course, this... the master said, "Love disguises." That's the thing, because that's the one thing they, they they sort of it's been missing for a number of years with um, the master. Yes. Because Delgado loved disguises. So did Ainley. He'd had quite yes. a few as well. Here we go. <laughs> oh, there we go. Do you know what I love? The fact that he took his his mask off and he wasn't covered in sweat. Anytime we take a mask off like that, it's like somebody's throwing a bucket of water around. Like, exactly, covered in sweat or the glue that's holding it in place. So. <laughs> oh, she is Bill. I am Bill Potts. Well, at this point, I screamed, "Hello, Missy! I'm the master, and I'm very worried about my future." <laughs> oh, you sexist bastard! <laughs> there you go, straight away. Give us, Give us a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> And then poor, poor doctors found out that it's actually, it's Bill. She's gone gone quite a bit taller, actually. Yeah. Oh, she waited. That broke my heart. I waited. And straight away, Missy's back to being evil again. Yes. In fact, do you know what I'd call it? What's going on here? Oh, there he is. There he is. He's got the whole Delgado beard thing going on there. Thing is, I love that outfit as well. One yes. day I would, I would like to cosplay as as that in that outfit. Oh, Genesis of the Cybermen. I thought that was a great expression. And yeah. have you met the ex from Missy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Bill. She waited for him. I thought that was absolutely heartbreaking. And there's her wee eyes in behind, oh. and she's crying. Oh, and there's the teardrop that they uh, that the Cybermen have. 
Oh my goodness. Oh, that's that it. Was... End of. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm going to actually have to watch that sometime very soon with the sound up. Oh, In fact, God, I think yeah. I watched... Yeah, I watched the whole series. I think it would be just good to, to see the lead up because Missy, throughout that series, her character changed. It's very different from what she was before. You've seen a different side of Missy. The fact that the doctor had rescued her at the beginning had had um, rescued her from her execution, effectively. Exactly, yeah. Which well, was surprising. We no, no, we're into the, we're actually watching the next time trailer now, so... <laughs> <laughs> I just turned it off. I've still got the trailer going on at the moment, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, do you know what? I, I've got to admit, um, when it comes to sort of like modern sort of who, I don't tend to rewatch it that often. I always no, tend to, me to, to, to to go back to the old stuff um, all the time. So to to watch um, that again um, with some excellent company as well was 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 oh. brilliant. Actually, I, I really enjoyed that. That was really cool. It's a it's a fantastic episode. Whenever you said to me pick an episode, that was the first one I thought of. And also, it was great. It was great to see it again under these uh, under these circumstances. But yeah, I'm going to watch it again. Definitely, I'm going to watch that series. As you say, with the uh, with the sound turned up, this no subtitles. No subtitles. No. No. That's um, it. I'll, 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 I don't know. I I could put you in my ear if you want, just to I'll relive what we did there tonight. <laughs> that's that's not a bad idea, actually. I might. Do you know what? I very rarely do that because I've recorded quite a few commentaries over the years, and I very rarely sort of actually put the episode on. And watch it as well. So um, I think just to see how much we do actually talk about the episode, because a lot of time we're just pissing about. So. <laughs> we got kind of half serious at one point. I started talking about my medical history for fuck's sake. But, <laughs> yeah, because it, it's weird. I've never done a running commentary before. And really, that wasn't a running commentary, because you'd, you'd have to sort of describe every single aspect of what's going on. I, I actually have, with uh, uh, another James or Todd Codswell podcast, we did... We reviewed Picard, and oh, he had it playing in the background, and I basically just waffled through what I remembered at the time, <laughs> and he was sort of doing a running commentary, and I was adding, adding bits to it as well. But it's it's nice actually because what we did was talked about the emotions that it generated rather more than rather more than what was actually happening on the screen because there's yeah. a few <gasps> gasps because we were just exactly. we were just waiting for stuff. It was actually hard to talk a couple of times. We thought <laughs> this is the bit. This is the bit. I just want to see this bit. <laughs> Well, do you, do you know what I think? That that was the whole point of of, of starting this little series of um of, of commentaries, and 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 I say thanks for for being the uh, our, our first guest as well, because I think it was all about evoking those memories and reactions and and everything, and and I think it's sometimes it's not whole stories that that will do that. Sometimes it's just certain episodes will will do that for you, um, and I think that that's why it's sort of and a great you you picked an episode that stood out for you, a because you really enjoyed it. Um, and B, because it did evoke certain memories of being in hospital for you as well. So um, I think that's um, that, 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 that was bang on the money, actually. And it was and it was really great to uh, great to record with you again. It really was. Oh, thanks, Phil. That was that was a cracking episode. I had forgotten just how good it was. I yeah. really did. Yeah, same here, same here. So uh, now that's absolutely brilliant. So um, so if you say so if you fancy another one, please let me know because we'll, we'll <laughs> I'll have to do that again. That was that was really really enjoyable. And uh, say so there wasn't. Um, I think we managed to, 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 to sort of chat our way all through that one. Actually, I don't think there was any silence at all in that. No, no dead air. No, it was just just a couple of seconds where I'm going. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> but it would actually, it'd actually be good to 
what to do the, the final, that final episode of that series, because yes, Capaldi came back in a special after that, but for me, that was really the end of him. It was really. I know he did regenerate yeah. then, but the, the special that he did afterwards, it was okay. It was yeah. all right, but it didn't capture the magic. And actually, I thought the series finale, as much as I really enjoyed it, that episode that we watched tonight was just that bit better. It, it yes. just was a step above. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree with you. Yeah, it was. It was um it it, it was all about the atmosphere and the build up. Um and I say it, it was a slow burn. It wasn't particularly action packed at all, but it was I think it's all the better for it. And I I think before we sort of record, I must gonna say, um the, the the direction from Rachel Talalay as well. Um I don't know why they haven't asked her to come back to direct Doctor Who again, because I thought all her episodes she directed were absolutely mm-hmm. outstanding. I really, I really do. So, they were, they were fantastic. I mean, with this episode, as you say, you had the build-up, you had the development of relationships, you had people going in new directions. Bill going in new directions as a Cyberman, Missy going in a new direction as a hero before yeah. she reverted. And then the next time, in the, in, the, in the next episode, then you have sort of, the relationships have gelled a bit more, but they're soaring. You know, it soars between the Master and, and Missy and between Bill and the Doctor and Nordal goes off on its own. It's all about new beginnings, I suppose, it really. Is. Or yeah. Well, new it's beginnings, an, an endings, new beginnings. Yeah, it was, um, yeah. yeah, it's it's quite a, as, as sort of like, you say, yeah, this is a two-part series finale, isn't it? And it's, mm-hmm. it's a bit of a, it's a real downer, really. There's no, there's no real happy ending for anybody. No, you have to pay extra for that anyway. Yeah, indeed, indeed. So, well, Joanne, that that was really great. Um, sort of recording with you tonight. It really, I've really enjoyed it. Um, but um, so before before we um before we wrap up, um, is there anything you'd like to, as is customary in these in these situations, anything you'd like to um advertise while you, while while you're here? Um, probably just at the moment, my cosplay pages. Uh, I'm on Instagram and Facebook as Hedge Scout. Yes, that's H E D G E S C O U T. Uh, I do. Shit loads of costumes. I must have nearly 40 costumes now, Phil. It's got, wow. it's got out okay. a wee bit, yeah. Working on Catwoman from Batman Returns at the moment. Uh, oh, in fact, right. if I look okay. down, yeah. you, I you, look down you, at my hands, the <laughs> black. I'll say, because you, you've, you've done a few variations on, on Catwoman, haven't you? I, I have, yes. There's the Darwin Cook Catwoman that relaunched the comic back at the beginning of the 2000s. Mm-hmm. There was my own version of it, which was like, a, I called her Punk Cat. Big spiky boots and a different mask and Long red ponytail. It's a bit more maybe PDSM like possibly than the other couple. I'm really honest. But yeah, I also do. I also do Doctor Who as well. I do um, Jodie's Doctor. I now do Tom Baker uh, Unit. I'm done Unit for a wee while oh, actually. That's Everybody right. you did do Unit. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah, Unit, yeah. This is when my other half is in stealing parts of my costume. Um, <laughs> and what else did I do? Oh, Missy. Oh, flip me hard. Did I forget? Yes, I do Missy. And Missy is absolutely glorious to do because every time you put her on, you feel deliciously evil and sexy. <laughs> oh, because you, you, you've also sort of branched into Xena now because you're doing uh, Callisto as well, aren't you? Gosh, yes. How could I forget? That That kind of kept me sane as I could ever be over lockdown. That was one bitch of a costume to make. Really, really complicated. It took a long time to work out what the component parts were. I thought it might be too bad. This is what happens. I start a costume and think, this isn't going to be too bad. And then I start into it because I'm a, a detail freak and I have loads of notes and notebooks with designs and drawings that I would do with the character. I actually looked at this one and thought I've bitten off more than I can chew. 
I don't know how to do this. But uh, as always, I work with my with my best buddy, uh, Kate, who I've nicknamed Maison Ducato. Yes, and, yes, uh, yes, 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 yes. I'm the house of Hedge Scout and she's Maison Ducato. And we managed to, to work through that one, but it drove me fucking mental. <laughs> and uh, I got out for a great photo shoot actually about three weeks ago with my friend Robert Malone, photography. Yeah. And uh, I was running through Hillsborough Forest in Northern Ireland uh, and it was bunged with people. So they wondered, why was there a... Who's this woman with the long blonde wig, a very short skirt, and with her belly hanging out? <laughs> I even it was doing her scream every so often, so that really confused the hell. anywhere near me. I was going to say, but yeah, but you had no one interrupting your photo shoot, though, did you? So, <laughs> the two bloody scared. No, I tell you, there, there was a weird. I was doing a weird one actually last Friday night. It was for the the Banterflix podcast. They they were going to do a screening over here of American Psycho. And I don't think that's going to go ahead now because the restrictions over here. Yes, We've just indeed. been put on a four-week yeah. lockdown. Oh, yeah. So it's not, our, our number's gone way up. We're, we were not too bad months ago. We were quite successful. But now everything's gone to the oh, wall here. Tits up, yeah. So I was, yeah, I was walking around Belfast with a, with a body bag over my shoulder and a, and a machete and a mallet. And then dancing at one point with a Sony Walkman in my ear that I found up in the roof space and a Rubik's Cube. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, it's very, very random existence that I have. So, yes, you'll find all that in Hedge Guide, either on Instagram or or on Facebook. I'm doing a lot of vampire stuff for some reason recently. I put up I put up a couple of photographs on, on my own personal page of me doing a vampire and my photographer mates went, I need to shoot this. So I've, had, I've done quite a lot of vampire stuff. That as well. Oh, excellent. excellent. Well, that was the same varieties yeah. to spice of life. So there you are. I think you, you, you certainly yes. <laughs> certainly doing that. So, But anyway, I'd say I do recommend you follow uh, Joanne's page, Hedge Scout, because there is some fantastic cosplay on there. Um, and, of course, um, Filth and Smut as well. Oh, yes. Well, yeah. there's always random shit, let's face exactly. it. Usually, exactly. <laughs> the photograph might look vaguely normal. Just read the thing above it. Yeah, <laughs> That's it. <laughs> read the actual <laughs> <laughs> Read the description. You'll get the message. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, see things. Excellent. Well, Joanne, thanks very much for joining me this evening. Um, so, it oh, just, thank you. so it just leaves us to say goodbye to everybody. So it's goodbye from me, Phil. And it's goodbye from me, Hedgecote. Goodbye. to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. And please also join the Who's He podcast Facebook group. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Mm-hmm.